So, we said that there was a period of time, Nimnu Milashbiya, they did away with her taking an oath, the widow. Now, why is that? My time, why would they not take, not take an oath? I mean, then she's not going to be able to get any money. Now, it's not like that's a big problem. So my time, so you leave me from the Rav Kana. Is it because of what happened with Rav Kana? Story of Rav Kana. Dam Rav Kana. Bamrila Amar of Yud Amar Rav. They said over a story. Maisa. That's a very scary story. Maisa about the Mecha. The story goes with a certain man. Bishnei B'Tzoros. And it was a time of famine. Shehif Gedinar Zahav Eitzel Amana. He gave uh, this widow a, um, a golden dinar to watch. She placed it in the in her flower container. And she ended up mistakenly baking it into bread. And she gave it to a poor man. When uh, some days later, the owner came and he said, Give me my money. And she uh, she said, like, she couldn't find it. She didn't know where it was. So, Amra lay. So she said, One of, you know, poison should get the pleasure of one of my children. Meaning, she's saying that one of her children should be poisoned to death. If I ever had any benefit from that golden coin. Because she's saying, I, I, I went missing and I did not benefit from it. That's what she said. Amru, so I said, it wasn't many, very long. One of her children ended up dying. Very serious. The rabbis heard about it. Amru, so now what, what happened? The story came out that what, you know, the lucky poor guy found the, you know, we got the loaf of bread. That's what that they figured out what happened. So Amr, they said, She swore truthfully, at least what she thought was truthful. So Anishbal Shekhar, come, come. Can you imagine if somebody was here falsely? So we can't allow, you know, they got very scared to take oaths. Basically, that's what happened. And therefore, they weren't comfortable being Mashpia, a widow. Now, my time, Ayansha, so why Takaboshi punish if she swore truthfully she really didn't benefit from the golden coin? So why would the kid why did the kid die? The answer is Dinar. Because she benefited because uh, she was gonna give a loaf of bread, you know, which would have that amount of flour in it. But because there was the gold coin there, so she had a little bit of extra flour. That's the less flour she would eat. Less flour went into the bread that would have been, and that was her benefit. Okay. In the midst of the tzorka she gave. I mean, <laughs> it's a very difficult thing. So the Gemara says, "Am I mishinish It's not true, but the Gemara says, "Yeah, it's not ms, but it's kemishinish bemes." In her mind, it was. So she did wasn't lying. Okay. So if that's the reason why they did away with shvu, it's basically because of that story that Rav Sheish just mentioned, or it was reviewed in the name of Rav. So, why would it only be by a widow that the din should be applicable after the Grusha? Nobody should take an oath uh, if you're so worried about oaths. So, then why is it that only the widow? That's the Kasha. So, Gumar says, Why does Rabzir say, This whole din is only applying to a widow. If a divorcee, she just takes a proper oath, 
even nowadays, and they and and then she'd get her uh, get her ksuva. That's the kasha. So the Gemara says this is a difference. Haman, the shiny of is different. The beyano, the kotarcha kami diasmi, with the pleasure that she is working for before the somim. She'll be makal and say that really she didn't get any benefit because after all, she's in. If she's in the house and the orphans are there, so she kind of feels that you know she's earning her keep. And even if she got something, she'll say that was uh, yeah that which I get is because I'm you know doing the laundry, I'm cooking, I'm taking care of things. I'll, I'm entitled to something, so she'll be more hetter. So it's, even if she feels that you know she's entitled to. Things she might swear, thinking that it's true, but it really is not fully 100% true because she did get something out of it. Okay. And that's the issue. I'm Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba. Rabbi Yudam the name of Yirmiya Barabba. Rabbi Shmuel, Dami both Rabbi and Shmuel say, This issue of taking an oath is not any old oath, it's only in Bezdin, meaning a proper oath that's done in a court. If it's outside of court, meaning not in the Bezdin, when Bezdin issues make somebody swear, they do it quite seriously. They, they make you hold a Sefer Torah or something like that, and they, you know, you're swearing on a Sefer Torah. It's a very serious oath, and therefore it's something that they didn't, they didn't want a widow doing. But if it was outside of court, it's a little bit lighter, and therefore it would be okay for a, a widow to swear, and, they, and she would be able to get her things by swearing outside of court. It can't be that that's the case, because Rav, basically, in Rav's time, he just didn't collect. He said, the widow, sorry, you can't get a ksuva. Can't get your ksuva money. Kasha. So it's a difficulty. That's uh, because, I mean, yeah, it sounds like um, uh, if there's an option of doing it outside of court, then why didn't he do that? Must be that uh, you can't. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it's a difficulty. This is a version of the events in Surah. As we know, the two major yeshivas, one in Surah, one in Arda. In Arda, they had a little bit different version. I'm reviewed on Shmuel. Reviewed the same name as Shmuel. Oshanel Bezin, Avchos Bezin, Mashbinosa. The Rav Amar Afilu Chutz Bezin, Nami Mashbinosa. Taket to Machlokes, Rav and Shmuel. Shmuel says. The, the oaths that are done outside of court is different. The oaths that are done in the court is um, is where it's a problem. And Rav said, it doesn't matter. Any oath is not allowed. And that's Rav Lutamed. The Rav Lomag, basically didn't collect. And that was the story. So the Gemara's question is, okay, so basically, you have to realize in Rav's town, it was a really bad situation for the widows. A widow basically needed to collect for the ksuva. She basically was no options. She couldn't get anything. So the Gemara says, why not do the option of our Mishnah? Let her, let her just take on a neder. And that, like our Mishnah's solution is, and you know, not to eat food or whatever it is, and then collect on the basis of her neder. So the Gemara answers, Bishnei the Rav Kili Nidri. In Rav's days, nedarim didn't mean anything. It just wasn't serious in people's eyes. So in other words, an oath is too serious, people might die, we don't want to take chances. A neder, people treat so lightly, they'll lie. They'll say, yeah, all the fruit of the world should be answered to me if I, uh, if I benefit. Eh, whatever. Didn't matter. They, they don't, they'll still eat the fruit, they'll still lie. Whatever. So it didn't have any, 
any meaning. Okay. So we have here a good story. Okay. Our story, anyway. Good. Let you decide. It's a good story. There's this lady came before Afuna. Okay. Amrla, um, and uh, he said to her, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? The Ravlo Magvik Suvlar Malta. You know, my Rebbe, you know, it's not my fault. My Rebbe holds that you can't, you're not entitled to Suva. Amrla, What's the reason why? Because maybe I took something from the Ksuba. I swear to God, I never took anything. Meaning she just jumped up and swore. Okay? Amrafuna, Sarafuna says, in that case, you're entitled to Ksuba. Because, although we would never make a woman swear because we're worried about what the ramifications, but if she just jumped in and you know, issued an oath, then that's valid. That that then we'll believe her, and then she would be entitled to it. So that was like an exception. Okay, that's one story. Story number two. So there was this woman who came before Rabba, the son of Rafuna. Okay, he in his time, Amrullah. He said to her, "My what, what do you want from my life? I can't help you." The uh, Rav, Rav, my father's Rebbe, didn't allow a Ksuba to be collected by a widow. Mari, and my father after him, also Ksuba So I'm sorry, I, I can't help you with that. So, no Ksuba for you. Amrlay, so she said, okay, fine, no Ksuba. But Havli Mizaini, at least give me Mizainis. As a, as a widow, I'm entitled to my daily, you know, daily sustenance. From the state. Amrullah, so he said to her, I'm really sorry about that, but you're not entitled to Mizanis anymore. Why? Because Rabbi said, in the name of Shmuel, once a woman claims the further Ksuba, in court, and the Mizanis, she basically cut off rights to uh, being fed from the estate, because basically she's indicating she has the intention of, uh, of getting married to somebody. So, like, that's it, no more food for you. Amrlay, Afkhul Kursi, um his may his seat be turned upside down. Basically, a little bit of a curse. Kibaitre Avdali. You're treating me, you know, you're taking both Rav Lukhumra and Shmuel Khumra, taking both rabbis and, 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 and knocking me from both sides. Okay. So when he heard that curse that she said, so Afkhul Kursi. Um the Tertsua. Basically he he uh, he turned over his chair to basically you know to be to fulfill the uh, fulfill the curse by having his chair flip, which is what she said. and he tried appeasing her, but he was still uh, ended up getting sickly from it. Anyway, Rav Yehuda Bira Yehuda. Also, around that kufa, around that time, he said to Rabbi Yirmibra, Adra Bezdin, the Ashba Chutz the Bezdin. I want you to do in Bezdin Nidarim, and outside of Bezdin, an oath even, and Velisi Kala. And I want that to be public, that it's okay to do that. Velipal Bodni, and people should know about it, should hear about it. Tibi'ina, Kechida Avid Bamais, I want this action to happen. Because um, uh, uh, basically, I want it to be public that 
you know, not to let this situation remain where the widow's not entitled, has no way of getting, you know, getting her funds. So either there's two options: either they sh- she, she could swear outside of Besdin, that's one option, or take a nether inside of Besdin, and that's what he established, and that's what became the law from that time. Now, Amr Abzera Meshmuel, Sugufa, Amr Abzera Meshmuel, Lashano El Amana. This we're going back on the earlier quote. Rabzer said the name of Shmuel. This is only true by the widow. By a grusha, we do get her. We swear, make her swear. The grusha, the adrelos. The Gemara is asking a question. Is it? Oh, is an is a neder not good enough for a grusha? Vaha shalchamitam. They sent from Eretz Yisrael. Eich. What what they sent? Eich plonisa bas ploni. There was this woman. The daughter of so and so, Kabila's gita min yada da acha hidya. She received her get from acha hidya. The miskari, who was called Ayamari, that was his name that he would call went by. The nadras, and she took a vow. Vaasras peris shiba olam and she took a vow that all fruit of the world should be prohibited to her. The lokabilis miksubasa eloglufkara that all she received from the ksuva is a glufkara, which is a, a coat. Echad, one coat. The sefer telem echad, one sefer telem. I mean, she has an itemized list. The sefer eiv and a book of Job. Okay, umemshalos and mishlei. Okay, blew them, worn out ones. Okay, that's all I took. They were not. I didn't get. They weren't new books. They were old books. Bishamdom, and they were evaluated bechamishamana with five mana. That was the value of them. Um. Anyway, uh, what happened? Uh, and therefore, this is the ruling of the courts. When she comes back to you, collect from the estate everything but the five money. Okay? So what do you see? A, a vow is enough for the Grusha. She's a Grusha, and a vow is enough. So Amravashi, Ravashi says, no, no, you got the case wrong. That was actually a case of a get yivamin. What it is a get yivamin? It's not a real get. She was a widow. She was a widow without, um, without children, and therefore the, um, the there would be a need for a yibum, and uh, some one of the brothers gave a get, so that basically disqualifies her from yibum and must, and chalitza must be done. But the point being is she's not collecting from the. She's collecting as a widow, and therefore, since she's collecting as a widow, she's collecting. Uh, she needed to take a vow, and that's why she took a vow. Okay, took us to the okay. Takes us to Hiskin Rambamliel. The Azakin, Rambamliel Azakin established Shatei Noderes that she could take a vow instead of the oath. So I'm Ravuna Loshano Elabishalonesis. This is where she's not. She didn't. Marry another guy. Why? Avonisis, but if she married another guy, then that's not an option to give her another, make her take on a vow. Because uh, that, uh, you know, her current husband, any vow that she takes could just be made for her another. And uh, it's, it's like it's nothing. So, like, of course, he can lie with impunity. She'll no, say he can, he can annul the vow. Any he can vow. annul any vow. That's the point. That's the thing. If she's married, then it's a problem. Eimadirnoso. Now, nisus my timea the mefer lebal because the husband can be mefer in edarim. Kilod nisus nami. Even if she didn't get married, lechim mitzvah mefer lebal. When she gets married, the husband can undo the vow. 
Isn't that true? So Gemara says, no, it doesn't work. Because husband does not have a right to be made for previous Nadarim from before their marriage. So that's why if she's married, it, then it's a problem because he has a power to un- undo any vow that she makes. But if she's not married, um, even if she gets married later, he can't undo pre-existing vows. So the Gemara says, Maybe she'll go to a rabbi. Uh, and he'll permit the vow. The Gemara says, okay, I don't know if you notice this idea. It's an interesting idea. When we do Atars Nadarim, what do we say? Oh, we say a line, right? We say, uh, um, I have to be Mefarit and Eder. I have to tell you what my Nadarim are. Um, so, uh, uh, but I can't. But I can't. So he has permission to not delineate the details of the of the of what the vows are, and um, um, and he says, and I'm only asking from vows that you should be allowed to undo anyway. But the point being is, it's a requirement. You can't go to the chacham and get him to undo the vow unless you have the whole circumstances of the vow stated to the chacham. Rav Nachman says it doesn't matter. Even if she was married, you know, we can make her take a vow and get her, and she'll collect. And he says, Isn't that a problem that the husband would be made for a nether? How is there any validity to this? The answer is, They take a nether that's done birabim, and any nether that's done birabim, he cannot, a husband has no power over it. It's only a nether that's a private nether that he can. Uh, wipe away with a dua first and term, but not a vow that is done birabim public. Now, Meisvei, we have a question on this nieces. If she's married, Kovik Zubasa, she collects im if she takes a vow. My love nidrashta doesn't sound like she's taking the vow now, um, and it's uh, kasha on the opinion that says that when she's married it doesn't work. So Mercy Lord, another married she took the vow earlier. Iva Tanya nieces no deres vikovik Zubasa. It says very clearly if she's if she's married, then she can take now a vow and collect her suva. So Gemara says, you're right. Tanayi happens to be a machlokas There's an opinion that says a vow that's public, taken publicly is still able to be wiped away by the husband, and therefore if she's married, it's a problem. Okay, brings us to the next child. Is it requirement to specify the vow or not? Nachman Amar in not necessary. Rapapa Amar Tzarech, it is necessary. Nachman Amar in why? The Amar Tzarech, if it needs to be, Zimnin the guys lay l'dibure. Maybe um, um, and maybe he won't say the vow properly. The Chacham made the Shama Mefer, and he only wipes away what he hears, and it won't be, and and the person will still be bound to the vow. So it's kind of better off to say that it's not necessary, and whatever the vow is, not only whatever I heard, but whatever the vow actually is, that's what I'm being matir. Uh, it's necessary, because we're worried about prohibited things, meaning either our circumstance over here, she's, if she, we want to know that she took on a vow because, uh, you know, not to eat something, because it, just in case she benefited from the ksuva. And if he's matter that vow, then basically it means that she's still stealing from the orphans. 
or uh, she took a vow, you know, she, you know to, 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 to say that she's prohibited to benefit if she does this Avera. And, you know, the whole idea is, is that if you're Matur the Neder, that means that her intention is to do the Avera. Sometimes people will take a vow to keep them from sinning. Anyway, so that's why you need to put it down. Now, Tanan, we learned in Mishnah, Anosin Nashim Avera. Okay, interesting case. Somebody does a prohibited union, a coin, let's say, that marries a woman who's not allowed to marry, puzzle, he's, that Kohen is puzzled to do avoda. he can't serve in the base of Migdash, till he takes a, pro, a vow not to benefit from his wife. Even if he didn't yet give a get, but once he takes the vow, so then that's what he could do. He just takes the vow and then he goes straight to do service in the base of Migdash. Yorid and then he goes down after he serves and he divorces her. Now, it's not necessary to be Maybe he'll go to the Chacham and he'll permit the vow. So, like, and he won't divorce his wife. You know, like, oh, I'm Asr from all fruit in the world. You know, if I, you know, I know I'm Asr her, any benefit from my wife, and then he'll go get a Chacham to be Matrit. So, the Rabbim. You do so publicly, and that's the difference. So the Gemara says, If, like we said, that once it's done publicly, there's no hafara, you're right. Um, but according to the opinion that there is hafara, Michael, remember what you're going to say? The answer is, It's done al-das rabim. What's the difference? That's already different than done. There's two ways of doing the vow. You could do it. Birabim or Aldas Rabim? Birabim is one thing, but Aldas Rabim is a different thing completely. Um, okay. The Amar Meimar Hilchasa, the law is, I feel the Mandamar Neder Shudu Birabim Yeshlafar, even if you can publicly, a vow, a vow that was publicly made can be wiped away. Aldas Rabim in Lafar. That means it's not on my understanding, but on your understanding, that it goes by them. It doesn't go by what you intend. You understand that you can't. What the whole way that wiping away a vow works is like, oh well, had you known, you never would have done it, right? Had you known the the ramifications. But if it's not on my das, it's on other people's das, then you've got to go with everybody's das. So therefore, it doesn't get wiped away at all. That's only, let's finish it to the end of the piece. Uh, that's only Lidvarishos. Abel Lidvar Mitzvah. If it's Lidvar Mitzvah, um, Yeshlo. Um, uh, that could be wiped away. This is a great, interesting story. It was this teacher of young children. He made a vow, not on his own knowledge, but on the Das Rabim, that he can never be a Rebbe anymore. He was a little bit heavy-handed, okay? Meaning he beat his students. And Ravina eventually took him back to his position even though it's a Das Rabbim. Why? He was the best Rebbe available. And bottom line is, he may have been tough Rebbe, but the bottom line is, the kids really learned. So, uh, so you get, you know, results do matter. Anyway, bottom line is, because it's a Dvar Mitzvah, that's an exception even for Das Rabbim. Anyway, we'll stop over here. Have a beautiful